Yo guys, it's your boy Flints and you're locked in with CEO of you. And welcome to the podcast. I was actually due to quit like music, I was due to stop. What are your names? Um, so I go by the name of Flints. Flints is an artist and an inspiration. As you saw, he was about to quit music. Well, it's a good thing he didn't. Everything was so clear and so passionate. Everything was just brilliant. All we did was kept manifesting. We're going for gold, we're going for gold. It's the last golden buzzer as well. And they say in life, save the best till last. What a magical moment. Unfortunately, this isn't a fairy tale. This is real life, and sometimes things can go wrong. I was doing Insta on my lap. Yeah, that's right. He forgot the lyrics. Mom opened the door, and I just put my head in her arms, and I cried. It just shows we're all human. But what made him forget his lyrics? The semifinals was between Monday to Friday, and then the final was on Sunday. I sent off the final lyrics, and Friday, they told me... You wouldn't believe what they told him. Thank you, Flint, for coming down to the podcast from London. So what we're going to start here with is I would like to know where exactly you thought I would like to go in Britain's Got Talent. It was actually, so you see, 2017, I was 17 years old, I applied the first time. Um, I thought, I saw it on the TV, I was like, oh, like, why not? Why not do it? Bear in mind, I just started out music then as well, I thought. Why not? Went there, they liked me, producers audition stuff. Mm. And, but they said I didn't get it. I was like, all right, cool. It wasn't my time. Said you need a bit more experience and things like that. So I was like, cool, it's not my time. And I'm a firm believer of like, you know, time when the time's right, it's right. Mm. And then like I've been doing my thing, fast forward, fast forward, three, three years later, still doing my thing, 20 now. Um, obviously the lockdown stuff, COVID, all of that. And then I seen it again. I seen the advert brand's got talent again. And I thought, let me apply. Like I asked my mom, I was like, mom, what do you think? Should I do it again? Apply? She said, go ahead, give it a try. So I was like, I did. Um, then they went, then I went down to the producer's audition again. Mm. And literally it was just like, I remember the day it was the day before my birthday. Yeah. And did it. When they didn't give much away, but then I didn't hear nothing back from them at all. I was like, okay, cool. It's not my time. Then I was at work. I was mm -hmm. at work. It's November. I was like, shit, I ain't heard from, I ain't heard from them in time. Like, mom, I have this sick, I have into it, like a sick intuition. So I was like, I ain't heard from Britain's Got Talent for a minute. So I decided to check my emails. Long and behold, there's an email from Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, and it said, um, yeah, we've just seen your, um, we've seen your videos. And um, we want you to come and like to the judges' auditions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I had to send them different things, like different videos of me rapping fast, slow, different styles basically. Yeah. And yeah, they was messing with it. And they said, yeah, judges' auditions and that. But yeah, the whole point for me, I wanted to go on was like to just get out a message, literally put out a message and mm -hmm. just show people that, yo, no matter where you come from, you can, you can do whatever you put your mind to, you know? Yeah. But before that, I was actually, before I got that call up, I was actually due to quit like music. I was due to oh. stop because Bro. yeah, just at the time I was doing my thing for so long and just didn't feel like it was getting anywhere. I was getting fed up, frustrated. And I thought, I literally sat down to my mom and dad. I said, I want to quit. And then they, they all got onto me. I'm not gonna lie, they all got onto me. They was like, what do you mean? It's like the way you express yourself. You're really talented. You're really, you got a gift. You can't waste it. Da, 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 da. 
So I stuck it out. And then the Britain's Got Talent thing happened. And then, yeah, it went off from there, man. Do you have a reason for why you started music in the first place? Thank you for watching the CEO of You podcast. And recently we've had a look at our analytics and we've noticed over 80% of you guys are not subscribed. So if you could do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe button, and also comment down below as well. Thank you and back to the video. For me, I started because I find it, generally find it hard to express myself. Even now I'm really working on it. Like, mm -hmm. So as a kid, I always find it really hard to express my emotions, so I lash out. That's mm -hmm. my way of dealing with things. And then I don't know, like music, I've always been good at poetry. Always loved poetry, always been good at poetry and writing poetry. I don't know, like, I don't even know what got into me. I just started writing, just put on a beat and started writing. I remember 17, I made my first ever song called Facts. And it was just expressing myself. And yeah, from then it was just a way to release stress and just express how I feel in, in a different in a different way, you know? Mm. And that's how I got into it. Off camera, you said to us that you didn't tell people that you did music. Yeah, I didn't tell people. So this was like later on, innit? Like, so I stopped but, telling people I did music um, when it comes to relationship stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So when it, when it comes to relationship stuff, I stopped telling people that I did music. It got to a point where like 18, 19, mm maybe 20. I had like 20K followers on Instagram and stuff. I'm doing my thing and like 10K on TikTok. But like, I, I didn't tell people I did it because the rappers have a stigma about What's them already. What's the stigma? That they get big, y'all. They're, they're <laughs> about, they're active, this and that. When I'm like, they just be, they're literally categorizing a whole, whole bunch of people. It's like when they say, yo, all men are trash. Uh, it's yeah. like that. Mm. When not all men are trash in essence, isn't it? So it's like not all not all rappers are like that. And I can only speak for myself because I know how I am. So I just kind of kept that away from people. And yeah, that's that's yeah, didn't tell people that like when it comes to relationship wise, I did music until I thought, but it, I'm just gonna say because it did come out in the end anyway. Yeah, and they used to get yeah. pissed off because they said, Why did I lie? Or why did I hide it from them? So instead of hiding it, I just say what it is from the jump. So what kind of reactions do you get when like you tell people you make music? I get the same, the- Do you get like a few fangirls who are like, oh, you make music? Like, nah, nah, I get the look of the, uh, another musician. Sort of like a, another wannabe rapper or, or the, you know the, can you actually rap though? Oh. You know the, you know the, the, the looks where they're like, I'm like, I'm obviously there. They kind of look at you like, mm, can you actually rap? I mean, I got to show them one, two time. And then they're like, raw, you're actually cold. Like, mm. I wasn't expecting that. I, when you said oh, you make music, I just thought it was like just those general drill or something like, you know what I mean? So I have yeah, to show yeah, people, yeah. I have to show, but I've spent so much years like, what do you say? Like getting credibility in it. Yeah. And like people actually seeing what I can do. So people that know me and see me for a minute, they know what I can do in it. So yeah, the reactions now are just a bit like, oh, okay, cool. Like, right, that's interesting. Like I would love to know more, da 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 da. So yeah, man. Let's get back onto Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. So when you when you saw that email, what, what happened next? I got gassed. I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I got gassed. I was working. I left. I literally went outside. I called my mom, called my dad. I was like, Britain's Got Talent just got back to me. This is what they're saying. Mom was like, yeah, accept it. So yeah. Um, and what was going through my mom? I was like, I was thinking, okay, cool. This is my time. This is my time. Like, 
maybe now is the time that things are going to start happening. Mm. And I thought, yeah, okay, cool. It's happening. And my mum and dad said, see, like I told you, da 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 things are starting to happen. And um, yeah, just literally, because we're very, like, we're a very religious household. So like put, put trust in God. Mm. Um, and yeah, just literally he led the way for me, you know. So tell us about how you prepared for that first performance. I'm not even going to lie. Well, I had that song for a minute. Uh-huh. So I knew the song and I knew, I knew I had it there. It was just a matter of time when it was going to, when I was going to record it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So happened, Brit's Got Talent was the one it came up on, innit? But getting prepared for it, I just, to be fair, I weren't really just, I just winged it. I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm. I didn't really prepare too tough. Like I knew what I was rapping. I maybe ran through it at one time at home. But that was really it. Like kind of just winged it. Like just hoped for the best. Yeah, man. Literally. (laughs) Literally, no, because I thought, you know, as a rapper going on, a show like a mainstream show like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a half hard rapper, like a proper bar, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on a show like that is whether like people are going to take me in. Uh, okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's a show where you don't get rappers on. Like, and when I'm talking, I'm talking rappers like me. You're not getting rappers like me on the show like that. And the type of audience that watches, like older, middle, like, the, the ages varies, in it? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, are people gonna really take me in? So that was probably my only concern. So I thought, I'm just gonna go doing my best and whatever happens, happens and that's the outcome. But at least I went on, I took that leap, took that step to get out of messages and do, yeah, you know what I mean? And would you say since, in fact, I think I know the answer, since completing Britain's Got Talent, what's it done for you? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it has literally changed my life. It's changed my life massively. Like I'm meeting people that I never I'm meeting people that I used to see on TV. I'm meeting people that I never thought I'd meet. I'm in rooms where I never thought I'd be. Like the opportunities are crazy, endless, man. Like, it's just mad for me right now. Like I haven't processed nothing still. It's it's been a year down, I ain't processed nothing, man. It's man. crazy, bro. It's crazy. So wh- wh- where does uh, Taylor come into this? So Taylor, man. So literally, <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole, uh, it's a mad story. It's so like, it's so mad. So Taylor, I've known Taylor on Instagram for like two years prior. Britain's Got Talent. Like mm-hmm. we did open mic stuff on like Instagram lives and things like that. Um, and we stay connected because we thought, yeah, we mess with each other's music. We mess what we, what we do, what we do. Mm-hmm. So we always support each other. And then the opportunity to come up on came up and Brains Got Talent, and literally I needed to find. I was doing a stripped back audition, just piano. And they said, "Can you find a pianist? Um, do you know a pianist?" I said, "Yeah, I do, but he's not local." Because I thought they meant someone just from London that I know from London. Mm-hmm. I said, like, "Yeah, he's not local. He's not from London." Mm-hmm. That was like, "That's okay. Send his at." Um, his like Instagram and stuff. So I'd sent it. That was like, cool. Can you get him to send over like piano tracks and like tracks? So I was like, okay, cool. So then it was the Thursday because we was looking for a pianist that whole week. So from mm-hmm. Monday and it got Thursday and I was getting worried. I was like, um, I think my, the person that was looking after me, her name was Sophie. Mm-hmm. I was like to Sophie, I was like, 
well, what's going to happen if you can't find a pianist? Am I still going to audition? I'm still be able to audition. I was proper worrying and stressing. She's like, no, don't worry. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So Thursday came now. And then I shouted Taylor. I was like, bro, you can't tell nobody this, but I'm going on Britain's Got Talent mm -hmm. and I need a pianist. Are you down? He was like, bro, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, I need you to make three piano tracks for me, like ASAP, ASAP. He was like, all right, cool. Literally within like the next 15 minutes, he sent me a video of him literally playing the piano. One one thing, I was like, bro, that's cold. Like you just made that up. He's like, bro, I just made that up right now. Just that. That's it. I was like, <laughs> hard. I was like, bro, yeah. So then in the evening, he sent them, sent three tracks to me, three piano tracks. And then I picked the one for change. Like it's because the song's name was Change. I picked mm -hmm. it, sent it to them. They was happy. Then they said, what's his details? And I told him, yeah, the producers are happy with it. They want you on board. And they're gonna contact you. So I sent him, sent them his details to contact him. Boom. Mm -hmm. Didn't know they was gonna pay. They pay for his train ticket down all sorts. What? And then um, literally day of audition now. Met for the first time. Literally, I was with my I was with my brother, mm -hmm. and my brother's never seen him before. And met him for the first time. I never met him in person before. Mm -hmm. Met him for the first time. I was like, rah, bro, you're tall. Like he, he was taller in person. Taller in person, isn't it? I was like, rah. And then literally from the jump, from when we met, he was like, what are you saying, bro? Ski, you good? I was like, yeah, yeah, what are you saying, bro? And from the moment we met, that was it. Like, he just clicked. Even with my brother, like, he never met my brother. My brother's never met him. We all, all three of us just clicked, bantered. And we, we got there for nine o'clock. And our, the audition, we wasn't auditioning until 9 p.m. So we had, we, we didn't even, we, we had one run through and we made an executive producer cry. Oh, yeah, we made it. And, and after that run through, that was it. 12 hours, didn't do nothing. All we did was eat, make jokes and chill. Was you not allowed to practice? Or was there anywhere to practice? There was places to practice, but it would be better with a key. Yeah. But I could have just rapped, but I didn't do it. I didn't practice rapping, nothing. All we did was kept manifesting. We're going for gold, we're going for gold. Anyone that went was that has the gold because it was the last golden buzzer as well. Oh, you lot got the last yeah. one. We got the last golden Ooh. buzzer. And they only give out five during They only give out five. So I've been watching the, cause I knew we was going there. I knew I was going on. I was watching the, the BGT stories. It was golden buzzer, golden buzzer, two golden buzzers one day. So is it like the whole day, like the whole show? No, so it split out into, it, that, that year, last year was split into three different days, mm. but it was the whole day. Okay. From okay. morning to evening. Uh, and it was split into three different days. So I was on the second to last day, but two gold, like, it was just, it was just mad. The golden buzzer was just getting pressed left, right, center, bro, it was mad. And we was on the, we was the final one, the last golden buzzer, I was like, yeah, man. But didn't rehearse, literally sat there chatting smack, making jokes, <laughs> bantering, we was watching. I was just literally watching, I was pointing out to my brother, oh, yo, that girl's nice. Bro, <laughs> there was one that was one, um, she was part of the crew member. I was like, bro, she is nice. I told bro, listen. You contacted her? No, we, to be fair, yeah, actually, we ended up speaking to her before I went out Lit. on the stage. And she came and spoke to us, said, good luck, guys. Da, 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 da. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to drop no names off in here. Yeah, but yeah. So when you walked out on that stage, how was he feeling? Any any bit of nerves? Heart racing. Nah, bro. I felt so chill. Is I the room big? So the judges are closer than they look on TV. 
Okay. They, they look, they cl- like you can, I can literally see like Simon's eyes moving, like looking. Uh, it, yeah, it, yeah. I could see his eyes moving. Yeah, I can see TV him. looks a lot bigger than... Yeah, it does look a lot bigger. But the actual, the actual place, Palladium, massive. Like I didn't realise how big it was till I went back because Axel had a show and we got invited to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we sat in the, we sat in the crowd. I didn't realise how big the Palladium was until... Do you have any idea how Taylor was feeling? Taylor was overwhelmed. I think he was overwhelmed because everything happened zero to a hundred for him. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, he just come in as a contributor to then being on the show, like being part of this duo. Like it all happened literally zero to a hundred. He didn't expect that to happen. And yeah, man, but he's taking it well, bro. He's taking it well still. In your journey so far, how did you stay focused on music? I just, I, I did get distracted a few times, mm. but I just kind of thought, but I've always, I got distracted because I looked at it as, it's just a hobby. Music's a hobby for me. Mm-hmm. I just looked at it as something I like to do to express myself and it helps me. So I, at the time I wasn't taking it seriously like that. So tell me about the rooms you were walking in after Britain's Got Talent, because that's literally yeah. a massive 360s. Like one yeah. minute you're working an old age up, yo, I got a chance to present my showcase to yo, you're here. Yeah. In this room with all these celebs and all these people doing great things yeah. such as yourself. So the, my first taste of that was the celebrity football. So I play uh, celebrity soccer. So I big up Kevin. Kevin is the guy that runs celebrity soccer. Um, he shouted me in the emails. Mm. I think it was the DM, DM, DM. He DM'd me or emailed me. I can't remember which one it was. He was like, bro, um, sort of deep. We would want you to play in these upcoming games. Yeah. Um, when are you available? Let me know. So there was going to a place called Biddeford. Um, so I, I did say I was available for one, one game, but I wasn't able to make it. And mm. then I said, I'll be able for the next one. And the next one was in August. Okay. Actually, no, tell a lie. That's a step after. Before that, yeah. we got invited to the NRTAs, the National Reality TV Awards. Okay. And that was mad because there was a lot of TV stars that, we, that we've last seen on TV from Married at First Sight. That's mm, where yeah. I met Love Island a lot. Okay. Um, just like the ex-Love Island lots, the current Love Island lot at that time. That's what? where I met Josh. That's where I met Billy. Like, no, I met Billy at football game. Billy, which one? Billy, oh, what's it? Billy Brown. Brown. I met Josh at the the reality TV awards. It mm-hmm. just I met loads of people there and sat there and was like, whoa, like this is mad, 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 mad. Was you nervous in that room? No, you know what? I was a bit drunk anyway, so. <laughs> okay. I was all right. We was like, we're getting waved. And we ended up in this night. We ended up in this club called Lux. Um, with like, married, it was a mad mix. Like, married at first sight people was there. You got too hot to handle people was there. Like, it was just mad. It was so mad. So much TV stuff, so much influence. Like, it was crazy to me. How did you get invited to that? We literally rolled with them. Like, we, so we was with like two people from married at first sight. And like we was going, there was that like, oh, yeah, after party at this club Lux. Like after after, there was an after party oh. at a club. And there was an after after party at this club, this other club. So we went, all went there and it was like, oh yeah, you was all like, oh, um, we all just got in because of who he was. We literally, we literally said the BGT thing. He was on mm-hmm. Britain's Got Talent, da 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 da. We, we all got in. Like, it, was just, it was mad, it was mad. 
See. And then I think the maddest thing after that was the football thing now. And then that was in August. And I went Biddeford. It's like... Where's that? Near, going down Devon's side. Yeah. Um, got invited, got in, got invited for the celebrity game there. It was a long weekend, four week, four day week, yeah, four days we was there. So doing activities every day and then the football game where it was flipping hot. And you realize that's when life was just bro. Different. I was I met I met Martin Ford. I met yeah. he's I don't know if you've seen like uh Undisputed with Yuri Boyka. Nah. Oh, there's a movie like God. you don't need to watch that movie. It's hard. I've heard it's of it. It's a fire movie, like, but the, the it's mad. Like Martin Ford was in that, and I used to watch that like with my family and stuff. <clears throat> and it's so, just, it's just be sitting. So down to see it. him, I was like, whoa! And like his family knew who I was, and his kids knew who I was. There was that. Like, That's Flint from Britain's Got Talent. Like they knew who I was, mad. and. I was like, whoa, I was I was with people from EastEnders. I met Billy Wingrove. I, <laughs> I said EastEnders. Bro, I was with people from You know, East... that's a serious show from <laughs> EastEnders. Bro, bro, I literally was like, uh, I literally had to message because I'm I'm that guy, I'm not gonna fan, I'm not gonna fanboy in front of you. Like yeah. I got a, I got a general put that energy somewhere. So I messaged my mum and dad and my brother. I was like, yo, <laughs> Martin Ford knows who I am, and his family knows who I am, and like I'm like everyone's just so like, bro, it was mad. The fact that people knew who I was, that was there that I've seen, mm. and they know me, and they've seen like their children have seen me on Britain's Got Talent and seen me and liked me. I wanted to take pictures with me. Was mad. Was so Crazy. mad. Crazy. So so mad. You know what I wanted to talk about as well? Yeah. Because that all sounds amazing, but did you ever think during the final? when you messed up the lyrics yeah did you ever think like oh no nah, this ain't it um yeah you know what i i was upsetting myself because i was thinking right there's people that's probably watching it that was looking at us and saying yeah like nice. these lot are gonna do like we want mm. we want to sign these like they it's for me it was like a what if like yo what if i didn't mess up uh, we might have had so many people offering us a deal or something mm. or mm. or this and that because of but I think, if anything, it kind of made me stronger. And there's a lot that went on behind the scenes that I don't think a lot, not many people know, unless you're part of the show. So please tell us about if you're okay. So yeah, so like I had, so when we got the golden buzzer in January, that was in that was filmed in January. Like big up for getting the golden buzzer, cause not cause not many people do get the golden you know buzzer. What I'm saying? It's so big up for getting that. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Thank you. So like getting the golden buzzer. They said, all right, you need to plan, like, you plan your semi-final songs and that. So I was like, I had a song already there in my in my thing from ages ago, from before Britain's Got Talent. And I thought, okay, cool. Gotta put it out. Like, denies the right time, semi-finals. And it was about like mental health and stuff like that. So perfect time to put it out, you know, perfect time to get out my get out a message. That I don't think not many young people touch on, yeah. mm -hmm. but touching on such a broad scale, you know what I mean? And in rap, like where I'm getting people listening. So like, had that. And then I said to Taylor, I was like, bro, we need to actually prepare a final song as well, just in case, cause you never know. So we had a final song prepared and it was meant to be about like heartbreak, about like a story of our heartbreaks, about a scenario for him, scenario for me. Um, it was, they meant to be a nice song about that for the final. 
So obviously semi-finals happened now. We got through to the semi-final. The semi-finals was between Monday to Friday. And then the final was on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So we was on... Uh, what day? I can't remember what day we was on the semi-final. But I, I sent off the final lyrics. And the Friday, they told me I had to rewrite the lyrics because they thought it was going to be more upbeat, more upbeat. So I was like, hey, what should we do? And then we said, write about how we met. So that Friday, I had to try and rewrite oh. a new song to learn. Bearing in mind, the old song I knew off the back of my head, just like that. Mm. Like I could re recite just like that. And had to make a new song now, write a new song. Bearing in mind, the finals on Sunday. Saturday now, I started falling ill. And then Sunday was the day of rehearsals. Bearing in mind, I'm not comfortable with this. This is a completely new song to me. Mm -hmm. Completely new. I, have, there's no, I haven't had many days to learn. I've wrote, a I've wrote it Friday. I've tried to learn it on Saturday. I'm falling ill, falling sick. Sunday now comes rehearsals, day of the, day of the finals. And I'm now ill, sore throat. Like when I'm talking, it's croaky. When I'm rapping, I'm coughing. Jeez. Had to get a vocal rest. The only time I could really use my voice is when I went to rehearsals to perform. Mm -hmm. Went even messing up the lyrics in, in, in um, rehearsals because once again, I'm not confident in the song because I don't know it like that. It's still very, very new, very, very fresh. Um, and then, yeah, literally vocal rest all day. My coping mechanism is when I'm a bit nervous, I just make jokes and I love to talk. I will talk my head off mm -hmm. and I couldn't do that. So I'm in my own head uh, because I can't talk. I'm ill. Um, I'm, I'm with a song that I don't really know. I'm not confident in that. I know the words too properly mm -hmm. where I'm, it's just, yeah, it's not, it weren't working out. And then it's the live live shows and it's the finals. Yeah. I was in my head and I couldn't talk at all. I couldn't talk because I had a sinus head vocal. So no one could talk to me. I couldn't talk because the vocal rest. So I was in my own head. So now obviously time to come on now. And yeah, I've just got him like, it just all got to me. And then yeah, messed, messed it up. Um, I wouldn't even say messed it up, but kind of more just like emotions and everything just got the best and all mm. sorts, man. There's so much happening. Um, even when I started it, you could like, if you look carefully, you could see I wasn't really comfortable and weren't relaxed. I looked a bit uptight and, but yeah, if anything, that kind of, you know, I learned a lesson from that. It made me stronger. Mm. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, I've just literally taken it on the chin while I was proper, after that, I was proper devastated in myself, man. Literally, I remember going home the next day and my mum, I literally went home to mum, literally, mum opened the door and I just put my head in her arms mm. and I cried. Okay. I was like, oh. yeah, it's mad. It was mad. Emotional. More proper emotional. My mum was like, I knew, my mum was like, I know my son so well. My mum was on the phone to my dad. She was like, I know him so well. I knew he was going to be beating himself up. Mm. I knew. How was you feeling like? Bro, I just felt Straight like, bro, I didn't, I was just silent for a little bit. I felt shit. I felt, I proper felt bad, man. I felt, I felt like, bro, I just let myself down in a way because, although I pulled it back, yeah, I, I did pull, say, I pulled it back at the end, 
But for me, I know I could do better than that. At that beginning, I could do better. I've beaten myself up because no matter what anyone said to me, I know I'm capable of doing better than what I did and what I performed. Mm. And the fact that it was live and there was no read, there's no redo, there's no take backs. What you see is what it is. So the fact it was live and I just didn't want to check socials. I didn't want to, I was getting mm. loads of messages from everybody just, you know, like literally being supportive, but I just, I was in my head. I just, yeah, man, I just wanted to be by myself. I was literally down. I was low for like a few days. My parents said to pick myself up, like you'll pick myself up in it, like, and just keep going because what I've done is a massive thing and I should be proud of myself regardless. I still do think you should be proud of yourself, even 100%. to just yeah. get up on the stage yeah, and actually man. put yourself out there and show your talent. That's <clears throat> an achievement in itself. Yeah. I was going to say, so obviously I did watch the video earlier on and you could see it like, you see, I could see in your face how you was stressed, like, but yeah. you still did put in a performance. I could see the more passionate you came out as well. Yeah, you could see yeah, it. Yeah. But I just want to ask, why is it, so you see how you said how you've already got your song beside you for the yeah. finals, like, yo, you're ready, you come equipped and prepared. Why can they have the choice to switch it up? Because that's because really and truly yeah. that has that's done a three sixty. That's like yeah. took you out of your comfort zone to now make a song that you aren't really as comfortable with. Yeah, because basically the artist stats against you. Now, yeah. So what I didn't realize is that we could have really said no. Nah, we don't want to switch the song because it's oh. already it's caused it's caused inconvenience. Because they did that with another guy, Jamie, um, Jamie and Chuck. He's the the guy with the chicken, the ventriloquist with the chicken. Uh -huh. I think they call him a ventriloquist. I think that's a ventriloquist, isn't it? I have no idea. I think I, I said know. that weird, but yeah. you get, you know, you, everyone knows what I mean, isn't it? But like, they did it with him to try to change his routine. And like, one of the people that was with on his side said, nah, because they, they've done this a lot. They said, nah, he's not changing his routine because you're putting him in inconvenience in the final. And I didn't know we could have done that. Oh. Uh, did you have no guidance that anyone no, said? No, I didn't know. No. We, yeah, we didn't know we can say no. So I just went with it and I was like, all right, cool. But I don't know why they why they decided to change it, why they wanted to change it. So sounds like a setup, man. So in, so let's say in another another world, do you reckon if it was your song, performance would have been confidently? The what what I had planned, what we had planned for that performance. That one, the one about the heartbreaker stuff, it would have left people in tears. It would have been a sick way to end the final, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would have been a sick way to end the final. And everyone would have been like, whoa. Like, it would have been, you know, but it is what it is, bro. Like, mm. for me, at the end of the day, it's still a win. To come from where I come from, um, to get on a stage like that uh, in front of millions, thousands of people, and then broadcasted to millions and not even just broadcasted in the UK, it's broadcasted elsewhere. Awesome. Like, you know, it's, a, it's that's a win for me, bro. Like, no one, anyone can have chat and be like, yeah, you forgot your lyrics or you didn't win. Or, but I'm like, you put yourself out. I put myself out there out of however many thousands, millions of people that applied, then got to the producer auditions, I made it in the top 10 in the UK, in the country. Mm. Facts. Like, let them know, man. That's let, mad. Let them know, man. That's mad. Let them know. That's crazy. Top 10 in the country. And even though I messed up, we finished sixth with 0.001% on being joint fifth. 
even though I messed up. Did you and Taylor ever have a conversation about it? Yeah, he he he, because he knew what I was like. He put he picked me up straight away, but he said, "Bro, he's literally chatting to me, trying to like just keep me cool." Um, just literally, he was just being there for me, man. Literally, just making sure I'm alright. Call and check up on me to see mm-hmm. if I'm okay, how am I feeling? Because he knew I was beat. I I was hurting. And then even a lot of people respected me a lot more because even though I was feeling like crap, I come out, I literally went, cause literally after I come off the stage, I was I was in, I was a mess, man. And like, had everybody come out. Cause everyone, I grew born with everyone there, innit? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's seen Flint's as the bubbly. Cause they said that day I wasn't myself. They said I weren't the bubbly, energetic. But like, when they see me, I'm bubbly, energetic, laughing this. So everyone ran up to me, rushed, literally, they took me off. They had people that they had people walking with me, but that people was rushing up to me saying, "Am I good? Am I?" So, oh my gosh, I was like, "Just give him some space. He needs to yeah, breathe." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I caught myself, come out now, and people were trying to cheer me up, and I was like, "I still weren't feeling myself, but like there was supporters that come out and wanted pictures, but I still took pictures, and people said yeah. they respect me because despite what happened, I'm out here smiling, taking pictures, even though I'm hurting inside." I'm smiling, mm-hmm. taking pictures with everybody and, you know, like the people that support and I'm, you know, so, yeah, man. Nah, I feel you. So one of the things you spoke about in your music, which is heartbreak, and a lot of rappers speak from the heartbreak and able to express themselves in music. So can you tell us about the heartbreak? Because that seemed like a, yeah, like it's a point in your life. Different, you experienced different types of love growing up, man. And I had one girl that was just like, I was like, yeah, that's it. I told the man that that's it. Brother, that's it, family, that's it. And yeah, just, you know, it ended. Um, she ended it. Um, just I guess just wasn't in the right, just wasn't in the right frame of mind at the time, innit? Mm. Um, and yeah, that kind of broke me. Uh, because literally that was the person I was like, yeah, that's mm. that's that's <laughs> it. Uh, but that broke me because like I really gave my all. That's one person I was proper like into and everyone can see that I was proper into this girl, you know, like proper, fully invested, invested, fully into her. And yeah, like proper, fully loved her, innit? And um, yeah, like literally I got above and beyond for the girl, innit? And uh, yeah, it just broke me, literally broke me. And after that, cause I got so attached to her and so thing after that, like it just, getting over it was hard. Like it was, it was hard. Like I remember when it was fresh, I was so depressed for like the week. I was depressed. I was so like sad, so just wasn't myself. Mm -hmm. I remember I was laying in bed. I remember I laid in bed all day. I had work. At that time I was working in Sainsbury's. I had work in the evening. Um, Laying in bed all day, my brother come in. He was like, bro, you okay? Like, bro, keep your head up, man. You haven't done nothing wrong. Like you've done all you can do. That's all you can do, you know? I was like, yeah, bro, but you know? And I just kept laying there. I didn't get up. Only time I got up was to go shower, go to work. Didn't eat nothing that day. Didn't eat, Boy. went to work. Someone asked me if I was all right. I just said, blah, I was like, nah, like it hit me badly, man. It's constantly on your mind. Yeah, bro, I couldn't work. I couldn't, like, I couldn't do much because it was just constantly playing on my mind. and. I was just like, raw. Do you feel like you're over it today? Yeah, I'm over it today. I'm over it today. But like, yeah, at the time I was like in denial. I was trying to get over it, 
But mm. I was in denial that I wasn't over it. You know, I'm, you know them ones where you're just like, it's like, yeah, I was proper in denial. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm over it. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, oh, okay. six yeah. months later, I was like, I'm all right. I'm cool. Like, it's calm. But in essence, you weren't. I wasn't over it. Like, I'll be like to my boys. Boys like, yeah, man, it's all right. You good? I said, yeah, I'm over it. But in essence, behind closed doors, I'm like, still yeah, feeling. I'm still feeling it, bro. Like, in my, in my quiet time, it's hitting me. It's hitting me. So I, I, I took me a year, about a, near enough a year to get over that. Then the next year, I was like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me and do what I can do what I need to do, innit? Um, what's meant to be will be. And it kind of started turning cold where, like, I'm not opening up to people. Like, I stopped opening up to people because I open up to her a lot. Uh, she see me at my vulnerable, see me at my worst, see me at my best. And I stopped opening up to people. And like, I got to the point where if I did speak to someone, I would go on dates and that, but I'd speak to people for a little bit, but they said, you're so, you don't open up. You don't, like, I don't know much about you. Like, you're such a mystery. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I like it that way. Like, just, I like being a mystery. Mm. The bird said, how am I supposed to get to know you if you didn't? And I just don't open up. And my logic is the right person will get me to open up. Mm. I feel like the, the right one will have that effect where, I'm gonna open up naturally, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel the need to open up naturally to people then. And I even getting attached. I could I used to, I could speak to someone for a good few weeks. Some people get attached. I can't get attached. I could speak to you every day and I won't get attached. Like mm. I, it's just So even if she just picked up and left one one day. If she picked up and left, okay, cool. Like that's that's my mind, that's that changed my mind frame, innit? Like if she picked if I'm chatting to someone. And she just, like, I haven't done nothing wrong and she just upped and left. Cool. All right. Fine. That, that, that's my, that's the way I think now. Like, if I haven't done you wrong and you decide to up and leave, that's your choice, not my choice, innit? I get Like, you. you chose to leave. That's cool. That's, that's, you know, I'm still going to live my life. Mm. Like, I'm not going to stop living my life because you decided to leave, innit? So after Britain's Got Talent now, you got that blue tick. Did that did that change anything? <laughs> it changed, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it did change. You got that, I call it blue tick privilege. Blue tick. <laughs> I call it blue tick privilege. It, it's, it's a thing, guys, it's a thing. Like blue tick privilege is a thing. Mm. Like, you just like a picture and automatically you just get an engagement. Like, you just people automatically like it back or you got people just DMing you or like, just a smad, yeah. Like, girls just check, like, yo, who's this brother? Yeah, man, like, you, you got people that will check or people, you will know when they're just checking out your profile because they don't, they won't follow you, but they will like your pictures. Mm. They will like it. So you know that they're checking out your profile and they're contemplating whether to message or they do this back and forth thing, man. Maybe you'll like a post and then they start liking a few. And then you go, maybe you're like, cause you've seen them there, you just click their story, you watch the story and then they go watch, I uh. like your story. To try and make you, Basically but, giving you that hand to say, come here. To, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't, I don't usually do that. Because then they have the leverage of, hey, look, you slid into my DMs. Yeah, I get you. Know, you know that yeah. leverage, they have that. Some girls are like that as well. And yeah. it's fully big, your blue ticks there, your name's there, profile picture. Exactly. 4K. 4K. <laughs> 4K, bro. Listen, they're like, hey, look, you slid into my DM. Right there, right there. Look, it's mad, yeah. People like to chat. 
People like to chat. Girls, so like, girls, definitely. Has, has it been difficult dating since you got like the blue tick? Because I could imagine like yeah. Britain's Got Talent, as you said, blue tick privilege. Yeah. You're still a young man, so do you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it, I mean, for me, dating now is harder. It's okay. a lot, I find it a lot harder for me um, because I feel like everybody wants, I feel like people want something from you. I know it's not the case mm. for everybody, but in this life, you never know. And I'm always one to be cautious. Like you never know because people can say one thing and then do another thing. Or like for me, words don't mean nothing. Like until you prove it, that's a different story. What well, words don't mean nothing. You can say, oh, I'm never going to leave you. Like then I'm always, I'm going to be for you. But your actions don't say that. Your actions don't match up. Mm. So anyone can say anything. So for me, dating is just, yeah, dating is, dating is tough, bro. Like. I feel like, yeah, like I said, everyone wants something or people want to mm. chat to you because of what you do or maybe because their parents like you, they might want to chat to you because they think, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite, like, sceptical when it comes to, like, dating. Mm. I've been told, like, you know, it's always best as a musician and the, the, where, the stage I'm at now to date someone on a similar similar stage Status. yeah so someone that's in a similar stage in their life or a similar doing a, in the same kind of in like creative creative environment, yeah, environment yeah, yeah. industry where they understand because i feel like another thing with dating is not everybody understands the lifestyle in terms of like i'm in the studio 24s i got events to go to also i have to spend time with my family that like my family comes first before anything Mm. Got to spend time with my family. Got to make time for my friends because, you know, they're my, they're my people as well, as well as making time for other things. Yeah. So it's like getting someone that understands that as well. That, But yeah, I don't feel, I feel like it's hard to find that these days. It's there, yeah. don't get me wrong, it is there. Yeah. But I feel like it's like a needle in the haystack. Some people say they could hack the lifestyle, but then it's, when they get into it, it's, mm, it's not for them. And that's understandable because me personally, I would say, I explained to people what it is before. And if someone says to me, oh, you know what, it's not for me, I'm not gonna hold you to it because I know it's not for some people. But, or it's like, it's a fit catch 22 because you might explain it, oh yeah, I'm at a fence and I see this, this, this. And they'll be like, oh yeah, so maybe you could get me to this event with you because this, 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 they seen this person, this person. Yeah, exactly. And it's how they conduct mm -hmm. themselves around people like that. Because some people you could bring around, like for example, I don't know, like I know big tobes. So mm -hmm. like, for example, I could bring a girl around big tobes and she starts fanning over him. You know what I mean? Is that from experience? No, no, no. Just like an example, I, yeah. let's say I bring a girl around big tobes and she starts fanning over him. Like that ref kind of reflects on me as well. Like mm -hmm. it's so it's knowing someone that can conduct themselves in a certain way. Like, yeah, fan, like, contain it, like, fan, contain it to me, innit? Like, be like, oh my gosh, that's da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Don't go out there, because I know some people that will go out to them and just be like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? And it does, it's, not a, it's not a good look. It's yeah, not a it's good not look. A good I've look, seen so. it, and it's not a good look. Oh, you've seen it? I've, see, I've seen things like that happen before, and it's not a good look. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, because, like I said, it is your image as well. Exactly that. Would you ever, like, take a girl to the studio? Because that's, I'm guessing, just, not guessing, I know the studio is when. You're most creative, yeah. you're in your element flow and vulnerability. Yeah. Because so, as you said, that's the only way you really express yourself. Yeah. So for me, yeah, literally, 
I would take a girl. I would take a girl to the studio, but it's more of a thing where we have to be kind of on a on a way where we know on a direction we know where we're going. You know what I mean? Because if I take a girl to the studio, it's because I want you to see that vulnerable side to me that mm. not everyone gets to see. And in the booth is where I'm most vulnerable. When I'm making music is when I'm most vulnerable. So being able, for you to be able to see me in my most vulnerable state means a lot to me. To certain musicians, they could bring any, they could bring their girl, bring girls to the studio. Don't mean nothing to them. For me, if I'm bringing a girl to a studio, it's a big deal because you're seeing me at my most vulnerable state. And sometimes I make music. I make not sometimes I make music that's like where I, I get in that vulnerable state. So it's just one of those like yeah, it just depends really, innit? Yeah. Have you had any friends change? <laughs> <laughs> the smile says it all. Yeah, man. I've had... When I started the music thing, I've had people laugh at my thing. I've had, yeah. I've had people laugh at my thing, like violate my thing. And the same ones are like, yo, you're doing your thing. I respect it. <laughs> yo, I don't... Yeah, yeah, even, nah. yeah, you're doing your thing. I don't, I don't get what the message I, is. I, I, don't, I don't mess with it. I don't mess with it. I see, I'm I'm one that I just observe, man. I I went quiet for a bit before BGT to observe how people move. Mm. And I said, cool, I'm gonna observe how people move. And when BGT comes out, cause I didn't tell nobody, nobody knew. So when it comes out, I'm gonna what see how everyone's gonna move now, innit? Everyone started moving, like people, people started claiming me that like, you know what I mean? Like people started claiming, yeah, that's my boy, we go from where, like, did it. no, I'm not. Yo, no, you're not my boy. Like, you're not Damn. my boy. Like, I just knew you. <laughs> or someone's like, oh, I used to chat to him, but you used to chat to me. Used to. That's the key word that used to, not anymore. Used to. Back then, like, not now. So it's just one of them ones, innit? Where, like, but I'm, I'm, I'm a very good judge of character, innit? So, like, I, I, could, I could spot when. I could spot when the energy's off or when people are, like I'm very good at spotting when energies are off, mm. when people are a bit meh, and my spirit just doesn't take to it. What's what's your opinion on that? Do you care if you get views on your, yeah, on your music? I, I care. I care because it, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't want to put out something that doesn't get views, especially if you've worked so hard on it, mm. like you're going to want it to do so well. You know what I mean? Like for me, if I'm putting out something, I'm putting out something, and especially if I put time in it, I'm I'm wanting it to do well. Like if it's not doing well, I'm like, oh, like this, is, this isn't it. Like you know what I mean? So yeah, I I I think views now. I think they matter as an artist. They they personally for me, yeah. How do you go about getting more attention, getting more views? It's all about you know what? It's all about how you market yourself. Mm. And what you do on social media. Because in terms of, so in terms of like Spotify and stuff, getting more like streams and stuff, it all, it, it's all like a little, it's all a little ladder, like all mm. a little, like domino set, like a knock on effect. Yeah. To get, to get the streams and that, you need to be do you need to do something that goes viral. For example, our BGT audition yesterday went viral again. Someone posted it, it went viral again. My, sh my, my stuff's been popping off now. <laughs> That's gonna transpire because people are looking for the song now. 
that's going to transpire into streams. So now when I check my stream, it's got, I'm going to see a spike that goes just up. And it's things like that. It's like putting something out. If it gets, it gets the right traction, so you get in the views. I wouldn't say necessarily follow the trend like in certain things. Certain things like mm. TikTok trends, cool, yeah, the funny things and all of that. But in terms of music trends, I wouldn't say follow the music trends too tough, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I feel like if you're banging, if you're authentic, your things will bang naturally. Like people mess with your stuff because they mess with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. because it's just what's popping at the moment, what people want to hear. Cause I always feel like it's good to make music that you want to make, not what people want to hear. I was actually going to ask, like, would you ever make a song just for TikTok? Just because you know it's good on TikTok, that would lead to the views on like Spotify. The thing is we could, like, I could. I know that, but I, I generally could, but I, I'm all about making things. If I enjoy making a song, I would, mm -hmm. yeah, by all means. But I'm not going to like, and it's because I want to make it. It's not because like what people want to hear. And that and that's what I've always had in my head. Songs 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 I like to make or we make together. I'm like mm. songs that we wanna make. We wanna make a vibey song. We wanna make a deep song. Is what we like. So it's what we're gonna put out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't wanna I don't particularly wanna get stuck in following trends because trends die out. You know what I mean? True. Trend trends True. do die. Like for example, look at I don't know, Instagram, for example. Instagram lives. There was a time when everyone was doing Instagram lives. Mm. Yeah. Look at it now. Hardly anybody does Instagram lives. You know where it's <laughs> yeah. at now? TikTok. TikTok. I know that TikTok is going to die out soon because everyone's doing TikTok lives. So then what's the next thing? True. There's always a the next thing. There's as well. always a next. Lies lives ain't stopped popping since Tory left, man. Tory Lane's the last one. So obviously if you see yourself on social media, bubbly, entertaining, music, yeah. besides that as a person, who are you as a person? The people that the people that what people don't see, sorry. Because as I said, in yeah. the studio, that's when you're your most authentic. Yeah. And you said you made a few heartbreak songs with these people from experience. Yeah. And not a, not, not a lot of people will be able to understand, yo, he is, yeah. he is a person. So like me, I'm very much, I'm a, I say an introvert, extrovert. So I'm a bit of both. Okay. So like, I will walk in a room and if I don't know anyone like that, I'm not going to say anything. I'll Obviously, I'll be like, yo, out of respect. Yo, yo, what's mm -hmm. everyone? How's everyone? Hi, da, 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 da. I'm not gonna say, I'm, if you, I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna just sit and just watch and I'm gonna look around. And, and I'll, if, someone, if someone's looking at me, smile, I'll smile. But like, until something's directed to me, then I'm gonna respond. Until I gauge the vibe of everybody, mm -hmm. then that's when I start. If I think the vibe is cool, yeah, then I'm gonna start chiming in and making mm -hmm. jokes. And when I feel comfortable, yeah, by all means, I'm gonna start busting up jokes and all of that. <laughs> but, and that and that's the ex, ex, that's the extrovert side, mm. intro intro extra, extrovert yeah. Extrovert. That's the extrovert side of me. Where when I'm comfy, when I'm comfy, if you know me well, I'm, I'm very comfy around. I'm gonna chat. I'm gonna chat smack. I'm gonna do stupidness. I'm gonna like I'll do whatever. Like just, that's me. But when I'm new new faces, new people, new settings, new group, 
Mm. I'm very much chill. It's like before stage, like before I go on stage, I'm very much like that. I'm very much like a to myself person. Mm. <clears throat> very much people think, cause when they see me on stage, I'm like, I'm a two different people, <clears throat> two different people. Mm -hmm. On stage you would think I'm the most out there guy, like the most, yeah, yeah, nah. Mm. Like, cause the way I carry myself on stage is completely different. It's mad, like on stage me, off stage me, it's two different people. Mm. I'm very much like on stage, I'm, I'm, I've got energy, but I'm also quite mellow. But like the energy comes out, like I have random bursts of energy. Like sometimes my, what do you call it? Intrusive thoughts get the better of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes yeah. my intrusive thoughts get, I, I will sit and like, I'll be at home. Cause it's my home, home. I'll sit at home. Intrusive thoughts get the better of me and I'll just randomly make some stupid loud noise. Yo, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's me, like, I'd randomly, and everyone just starts looking at me, start busting out laughing. They was like, why I did you do that? I'm like a sound. I swear he does that sometimes. It's just too quiet. And then, uh, intrusive thoughts get the better of me and I'm like, yo, boom. Just make some random noise or do something stupid. Or like, I'll get you to get the better of me and my little brother, I'll just go up and just drag him off the chair for no reason. Like, just <laughs> like- uh, I do bully my little brother too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just do it. I just, and that's just the side of me. Like, like when I'm very comfortable, obviously it's family as well, but when I'm very, mm -hmm. that's the side that, 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 that's there, isn't it? But also it's very, I'm also cautious of, I believe you have to be cautious of who you give your energy to. I'm a firm believer that not everybody, like the energy you give, not everybody likes that. And people might envy or have jealous, like feel a type of way of the energy you bring. Cause I get told, I've been told that when I walk in the room, like, I, like it's like, I light up the place. And some people don't like that, but I don't mean to, that. It's just yeah, no. like, mm. I just like kind of walk in and just chill, but I don't do anything in it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But it's like, um, yeah, not many people mess. Some people have like bad eye, evil eye and all of that, you know? So I'm, mm. I'm very cautious of who gets my energy and, you know, who receives the energy. That's why I, that's why I kind of judge a room first before yeah. I give my energy. You know what I mean? Where some people just go, boom, energy straight away. Have you experienced that in like the music industry where like you bring in all this energy and then people are just like, nah. Nah, because I'm I'm very much the opposite. Like so, Taylor, I would say Taylor's the extrovert. I'm the introvert. Okay. In the duo, he's the more. Let's go chat to this person. Ah. Okay. Or like, if we're at the moment, it's like, bro, let's go into the middle. I'm the, uh, bro. You know what? I'm kind of good here. You know, like <laughs> that's me. That's me. But like, he's slowly starting to take me. He's like trying to take me out of my comfort zone with that because I get very uncomfortable, very anxious. That's another thing with me. I get anxious. Mm. So if it's new settings, new, I get anxious. I don't know like what to say to people. I get proper anxious and nervous. So I always have to have a drink. So if it's a new setting, I'm drinking. Oh, I'm moving because, like Raj from the Big Bang Theory. Bro, I get, bro, <laughs> Raj, I get bro. so, I get anxious. It's mad. I get anxious. And I'm like, Taylor's the one that is the, if he goes, I'm going. Okay. And then, I then, when he starts chanting, I'll chime in a little bit and they'll be like, oh yeah, Taylor be like, oh yeah, this is, I'll be like, yo, he's saying that, and I'll chat a bit. Mm -hmm. But Taylor's initially the one that instigates it. Yeah. Says, let's yeah, go. Yeah. He's like, bro, we got a network, let's go. So he's, so I'm happy that the duo turned out the way it did because we both complement each other in different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's always good to have a, 
introvert, introvert, extrovert. It just, it's, it's a nice little match there, man. Yeah, it works. It works. You don't have to say names. Well, have you met anyone and it's kind of like, yo, you're not the person I thought you were. He's already chuckling. <laughs> yeah, man. I've, um, I've met a person that I thought, yeah, you ain't what I thought you are. The, the, the persona you're giving is not the persona that I've seen. And um, yeah, I've had to literally delete every single one of the tunes from the person. Cause I just, that's how much you lost respect for them. That's how much I lost respect. Have ever been anyone you've met and you've like, yo, I love this guy. Yeah, but quite so many people, quite a few people actually. Mm. There's my guy, Blue. Like Blue, Blue Lando from, he used to play, what's his name? Bobby in East, Bobby, Bobby in EastEnders. You know, I'd never watch EastEnders. No, I'm not watching it every day. I hope I said it right, bro. If Blue is watching, yeah, I, I hope I said it, I hope it's right. It's Bobby he used to play in EastEnders. Mm. And he was in King, King Arthur as well. Um, Love him, bro. Blue, Blue's like a young, another younger bro. Billy Wingrove. Hey, love, FT love, Billy, Billy's such a kind, genuine soul, man. Dan Osborne, met Dan Osborne. Flipping amazing guy. He's amazing guy. Man like Hacks on the big, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hacks, Hacks is, bro, Hacks is a guy, right? What a guy, bro. I love Hacks as well, man, to pieces, bro. He, these men are just like, they're always like, yeah, making sure I'm cool, making sure I'm good. We always banter in and like, yeah, he gives, he, Hacks gives solid advice, man. That like proper, Hacks is a real guy, man. Real, real guy. Um, Anton Deck, when we met Anton Deck, they're just like what you see on TV, oh, man. I, 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 would, I would hope they never lose authenticity because they are like, what is it called? Gems of the, the England or something. Yeah, 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 yeah like the gems yeah, yeah, of England. A national bro. treasure, that's it. That's yeah. it, yeah. I, bro, they're so, I love them, man. They're, they're so down to earth, so humble, man. Even when we met, I met, Philip Schofield, Holly Willoughby, Holly Willoughby. Yeah. Schofield. Oh my god. I met. What? I'm thinking of Philip Schofield like it's Michael Schofield from. Philip Schofield, isn't it? From this morning, yeah. Philip. Yeah, 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 I know who he's talking about. And Holly. Philip, yeah, Philip. Them lot, of, they're funny off camera. Like literally, they're just personalities. Holly's like. Yeah, beautiful. Had to say beautiful. Holly, I don't know. I was married in it. She's still naughty, naughty. Still, still. <laughs> also, Maya Jam, if you watch this as well, you're beautiful too. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, just saying. I'm still, yeah, I think if I met Maya Jam, I would crumble. You wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, bloody. I'd crumble, I'll bro. I'd crumble. I'd crumble. Like, I'll ah. be, yo, the moment she starts laughing, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a, a crumble. Like. Laughing at your jokes. <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> she's laughing. Oh my God. Jeez. But yeah, like. So, yo, not even chunks could do this. <laughs> Nah, let me take that back. <laughs> but there's a lot of people, there's a, the list goes on to be fair, and people I've met that I'm proper like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, these mm. lot are really genuine souls, man. And even, and they look out for me and they want the best for me and they, they do things as well for me to help me as well. And, you know, they always watch out when I'm at the games and things like that. So mm, yeah. yeah, man, just general approval. What's, what's it like in the music industry? Do like a lot of people want to be number one and try and tear other people down to be number one or is it, Everybody wants, I want you to win, I want you to win. If I can win, you can win. It's minimal of if I, if I want you, it's minimal of to help each other. It's everyone wants to be at the top. Okay. It's quite different to the underground scene. Whereas the underground scene, everyone's helping each other. Everyone, yeah, I want to see you at the top. I want to see you at the top. Mm. But the only thing with that is when you're at the top is when there's the issue. 
in the underground scene. I feel like when you're at the top is when the lamb. Mm. But in the industry, everyone's for themselves. Did you say it's like that in America though? Like when you look at the mu the America industry, because in the American industry, you all I see a lot of them just collabing, making a lot of music together. Mm. Yeah, I feel like they collab, but whether or not it's just is it's because they they mess with each other or it's just because the money. Mm. That's that's what you gotta think about as well. Cause for me, if I'm collabing, it's gotta be because I mess with you. I mess with you as as an artist, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and I think a collab, my thing of a collab is a song has to, if we could bang on a song by ourselves, that song as a collab, or the, as a feature, has to make it, take it to a next level. Mm. There's no point doing a feature if the song does not get take to a next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Let me ask you my personal question. You already know what's coming. Yeah, I've, I've, you already uh, know what's coming. All right, what's seven things that you can't live without? Yeah, see, I was thinking about this, yeah. I wanted to Family. Uh-huh. My broski Taylor. Cause yeah, man. Oh, that's Taylor. <laughs> Raw, he's going to live long. All right, I'll get him in a minute. Um, so music, family, Taylor, my voice. My voice, your voice. My voice. Okay. Yeah. My voice. You need that. Can't can't live without my voice. Um, money. Okay. Food, bro. A house, bro. How the hell are you supposed to live? Has anyone <laughs> no ever said a house? No, yeah, bro. People is gonna be sofa surfing. In it, bro. Right? <laughs> so, how are you supposed to live? If you wasn't doing music right now, what would you think you'd be doing? We appreciate you guys so much for making it to the end of the video. We really do. And look at our analytics, over 80% of you guys are subscribed. So if you could do us a favor, like, comment, and subscribe, it does a lot more than you know. Thank you, mate, to the end of the episode. And make sure you go check out the newest episode coming out Monday. Bro, there's quite a lot of things I could be doing, bro. I could be doing like Magic Mike. No, I'm joking. Joking, <laughs> joking, joking. joking. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I'm joking, That's I'm joking. Crazy. Nah, I could be, um, this year I used to work in a dental lab, so I could still be working in a dental lab. Um, I used to work in digital marketing. Mm. So I could be doing digital what marketing. Doing digital marketing? I used to run like, um, do like coding, a bit of coding. Okay. A bit of like, so like social media. So Instagram, like boosting their Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, just, you know, gaining, creating strategies to boost their social media and stuff like that. Do you, uh, you from implement the, them for yourself? Yeah, I've, cause I've learned, cause I, I've been using social media for time. So I implement them on myself, what I learn. And, um, and even what I learned, even what I learned myself, so what I learned myself before I ever did digital marketing, cause I knew quite a bit about marketing anyway, just music is marketing, you, you marketing mm -hmm. yourself. Um, I implement what I learned into the company I worked for. And they saw a boost in followers okay. from what I was doing and the content I was coming up with and ideas I was giving. All right, bro, like to thank you very much for coming on. on. Flint's from London. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you, bro. I know, appreciate it. Thank, thank you, serious. man. Thank you for having me, man.